0: Hey everyone, this is Chris Ryan from The Ringer. As many of you have heard by now, we lost a treasured colleague and friend over the weekend. Jonathan Charks passed away on Saturday. John was 34, he leaves behind a wife and a son, and we are obviously mourning his loss and sending all of our love to his family right now. If you go to ringer.com slash Jonathan Charks, that's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-T-J-A-R-K-S, you will find a memorial page for John, which has links to his GoFundMe that benefits his family and the amazing writing he did throughout his experience. I encourage you to go there. And if you can, please support the Charks family. Briefly, I will just say that John was among the first people that we hired to work for The Ringer. So he was instrumental in defining the voice and perspective of the site. He has as much to do with what this place is as anyone else. And throughout his experience with cancer, John communicated eloquently about the challenges he was facing, both through his writing and his podcasting. You could never stop john from talking about his passions it's one of the things i loved about him over the last few months you know whenever we would talk whenever i would reach out to see how he was doing i would try to keep it very john focused and the next thing i knew we would be talking about james harden or better call saul he really loved this stuff uh he loved talking about it celebrating it debating it illuminating it we're gonna keep putting out our pods and writing while we grieve but we wanted to let folks know that John was in our hearts and that his family was in our thoughts. Thanks for listening. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by Fandle. The road to the NBA
1: Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved QuickBets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-health.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21+, 18+, and present in select states. Gambling problem? For 100 Gambler, visit rg helpcom
2: This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of active wear V-U-O-R-I dot slash Simmons.
1: Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is East Coast Bias. I am right now in the Charles Hotel here in Boston, Massachusetts. House in the building. Raheem is in the building. I saw Raheem yesterday, House. This was a great week one, man. I mean, I'm just thinking about it now. Steelers, Giants, Vikings, Dolphins, Seahawks. They even got Degenerate and bet the Monday night game last week. Love cashing tickets, dude. How you boys doing? I'm I'm doing great. I love the show
3: uh, yesterday. I had to listen to it, see if I had an inclination with that Seahawks game. You got talked talk me into, I was going to just lay off. I mean, I had a decent Sunday as well. The 49ers um, kind of made it. I had a good Sunday, could have been a great Sunday. Um I'm not I'm still skeptical of Trey Lance, but we'll save that 49ers talk for another conversation on another day but i i jumped in after listening to you guys i went ahead and played a little teaser because you know i can't stay away from the exotics
1: you're an just, exotic man that's what yeah, that's what you do you're an that exotic number up
3: a little bit for seattle and and tease the total up a little bit and that was a nice little cash thank you nathaniel hackett you moron
4: <laughs> well yeah i mean that, that was a rough game last night for the monday night football game i personally didn't bet anything on it you know i gave you guys my leans um, it was just really interesting to see. I mean, when you look at the Broncos, I mean, they should have won that game by mul- multiple scores. I mean, they outgained the, the, the Seahawks by almost 200 yards, by almost two yards per play, by almost two, two yards per pass, by one yard per run. They went 0 for 4 in the red zone with two fumbles at the one. And, and it's like, I said this on Twitter, but it's like, It's like Melvin Gordon is a – char he's still a Charger at heart. Like that natural inclination for a Charger to choke away a game, it's like it's almost carried over to the Broncos through Melvin Gordon. So um, really interesting slate week two. Um, I'm interested in hearing you
1: you guys' thoughts. There's a lot to get to. There's a lot to get to. JJ,
3: Raheem's already talking that Charger smack, and that's a Thursday night game. Charger choke. (laughs) And we we will get to that momentarily.
1: And the Chargers were very good to me. They were another one of my wins that I totally forgot to mention. We might have done that last week when I tried to shark tank you guys on a couple of picks. I want to ask the two of you this question now. Seattle is a big dog coming off a win, right? Denver, favorite, coming off a loss going into week two. Short week for those two teams. Raheem, what would you like more potentially this week? Denver? In a buy low situation, Seattle. In a sell high situation, Floor is yours. I'm really, I'm, I'm really glad you
4: asked me this question because I have some numbers that I always use for Denver early season and Mile High. They tend to be dominant. Now we know we talk a lot about home field advantage, and you know you heard heard that Minnesota has one of the best home field advantages. But when it comes to early season home field advantage. The Broncos in mile high because of the altitude, they tend to do really well. They're 19 and three straight up, 14 and f- 14, four and four against the spread and home opener since 2000. So I really like the Broncos in this spot. I think it's a really good buy low spot and they're playing a Houston Texas team, which comes off an overtime game. So a lot, of, they're going to be banged up and they're going to have to play in altitude. So I think the Broncos are in a real good spot to, to bounce back. And one thing you got to notice is that. Teams who didn't play in the in the preseason were three and seven this week. So you saw the Broncos kind of come out. They made a lot of mistakes. Obviously, they struggled in the red zone, and they didn't really have their rhythm at first. So I think they're going to have them ri- the rhythm with them going home.
3: Yeah, that that stat, Raheem, that three and seven, that was uh, like with a offense where the teams that rested their offensive starters, right? Wasn't that the, the yep. number? And right, yep. three three and seven. Straight up, the only thing about that that Denver Nugget that you just shared. Sorry to do that. I'm sorry, Denver Nugget. I, I apologize. Look, you can, to can never get the there. NBA teams out of uh, your head and
1: out of your mind. I
3: am getting ready. Getting ready though. Those, those, those totals are out, baby. Um. The only thing that makes me nervous is I thought Houston was super plucky. It went kind of according to script. I think we all liked Houston catching all the points they caught against the Colts. And I think that offense, you know, Davis Mills is is continues to be, to me, you know, in, in the ballpark legit. It's just nine and a half. God, do I want to lay all those points? I got to figure out a way. To just get
1: like a money line parlay, I that mean, that is numbers. such a great tee spot with the Broncos. House. Yeah, yeah. Well, Amazing You, you, you only spot. get it down. Hard. You only know, got.
4: Here's the thing: you can't yeah. really, you can't really tease down from nine and a half to three. You only three. get it to nine like and a half. Yeah, that made it three but and a half. Here's that's fine. Here's the thing: you, I'm a big, I'm big on the Stanford one like teasers. You like the key numbers? That's why and you're and a big, the key number is, guy. If, you're, I get if it. you're,
3: yeah, if you're, if you're teasing, you really want to get those key numbers. But let's talk about the Seattle one. Seattle on the road, getting eight and a half at San Francisco, I think there is a, a ton. Raheem, correct me if I'm wrong about this. Maybe, JJ, you recall it. Doesn't Pete Carroll own Kyle Shanahan? Don't the Seahawks beat the crap out of the 49ers oh, every year? Oh, oh. we, we got to
4: preface that. That's Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson.
3: What Russell Wilson.
1: And I know Geno Smith looked good last night. I know he looked good, but this is not Russell Wilson. This has letdown written all over it for the Seattle Seahawks. Let's be honest, guys. Letdown yeah. written all over it. Well, I don't I, I
3: have a, a particular um, feel for it. I don't disagree with what you're saying, JJ. Uh, it just feels like eight and a half is is too much. We really aren't going to um, get a, 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 any kind of of value with the 49ers' offense because we just that, that, that game against Chicago, you feel like, I, I, I put it to you guys, it feels like we just have to wipe that one away because of the weather. Am I wrong, wrong about yeah, that?
4: Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And I think that's probably why there's some value on the 49ers in this spot. I mean, when you look at the fact that the Seahawks won and they were outgaining almost every category, and then Trey Lance looked awful in the weather, I mean, you got eight, you got an 8.5 in the market you got nines in the market. The, the line is actually coming down. So, you know, when you look at week two, historically, it's one of the best days for the bookmaker because people overreact week Overreactions,
1: one. baby. That's something that we got to figure out here. Where to find the overreactions. Look at it like this.
4: We spoke on this podcast about two of the worst teams in the NFL. What were they? They were the Chicago Bears. They were the Seattle Seahawks. They were the Atlanta Falcons. The 49ers were laying seven on the road to the Bears. And they're laying eight and a half, nine to the Seahawks. So to me,
3: I, I just think the value is on San Francisco here in this spot. Now, that one feels like a teaser leg to me. Eight and a half down to two and a half for San Francisco. Yeah. Then they just have to win at home by a field goal. Yeah, if you, can, if you can get eight and a half down
4: to
1: two and a half, I like that. Raheem, house, before we get to Thursday night, before we get to a little Shark Tank edition, what would you say, house is the number one overreaction line that's on the board for week two? Is there one that stands out man the 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 Rams minus ten and a half
3: at home against the Falcons feels like um it's just a little too too rich uh there are four games where the line is minus nine and a half or more um Packers uh, at home against the bears by nine and a half. Broncos, we covered that at home against the Texans by nine and a half. Bills at home against the Titans uh, by nine and a half. All of these on on FanDuel right now as we as record this. Um, I, I, I don't love playing those big numbers early in the season like that, but I also, like, which of those dogs do, do I trust? You know, only honestly, the only dog I trust in this whole batch is the Falcons, and I can't believe I'm saying this, I, their offense was so dynamic. I was so surprised watching that offense. Arthur Smith, you know, last year, well, let's just be honest, was was a catastrophe. He he was in over his head, uh, uh, just across the board in terms of of institutional control. The kinds of mistakes that they made, the the way that they gave away games at the end. But you know, and and he was extremely um, terse at his press conference on Sunday after they they let the Saints come all the way back and, and beat them at the very end of that game. Um, I think the Falcons might be a tiny bit of a live dog just because
1: I think they can score. Um, so that, And they that's- usually find ways to lose. That's the thing with the Falcons. The Falcons are a team that puts up points more years than not. And they are one of those teams that fits the category of they'll find a way to screw it up like they did against New Orleans. Sunday was a perfect example of that. They were up big. They covered a number but you don't want to be playing Atlanta money lines in those spots, boys. You can't trust them.
4: Yeah. I'm struggling with this one because I think the, the reason why the bills won that game is because their offense was prolific, but also they generated a pass rush without blitzing on the Rams. The Falcons aren't going to be able to generate a pass rush. And that's one of the reasons why the saints were able to overcome that double digit deficit. So it's like, when you look at the Falcons, I think they blitzed on 35% of their dropbacks, And I think if you have to do that, Matthew Stafford is going to be able to pick this team apart. So I'm a little torn on this one. I mean, the the Rams did look awful against the Bills, but how much is that the Bills versus the Rams? So, well, I think I'm that's glad what you j-
1: mentioned that. So my overreaction, the Titans get nine and a half points against the Bills. I think it's a gross, gross overreaction. And I understand Tennessee is not the team they were last year. I know they just lost week one to the Giants. They, historically speaking have always played the Buffalo Bills tough. They beat them last year on Monday night. They beat them in that COVID game on a Tuesday a few years ago. I saw that line. I'm guessing it. I thought it was going to be seven, seven and a half. It is now at nine and a half, boys. I'm sorry. And I know Buffalo's great. They're going 20 and 0. They're unbeatable. Sign me up right now. And that's not even one of my plays. But for an overreaction, Tennessee getting nine and a half is a gross overreaction.
3: You, you know, what's funny about that. It's, it's the overreaction by the public. Cause that look ahead line was at seven or seven and a half. It opened, I think like Sunday night, you could have bet the bills, you know, after their Thursday night game, that line was around in the, in the sevens. And then everybody watched the Titans, you know, um, s- s- struggle against the giants. And I think the public, well, and, and, and watched the dominant performance of the bills. I think we, that's the right way to, to talk about it. But JJ, your points are on the money. The other thing about you know the Titans and, and Vrabel, Vrabel is so good as an underdog. I mean, his record as a dog, um, especially like an in-conference dog. And remember last year, they came out, laid an absolute egg against the Cardinals at home. The Cardinals blew their doors out. The score was 31-13. They went on the road next week to Seattle as decent underdogs, three and a half, four, five point underdogs, and then one outright in Seattle on the road uh, in overtime. So that's one. Like, let's be careful out there. Yeah, I, I think
4: I think um, JJ is totally on the money here. Like, I mean, and it, that line actually went up to ten. So it's just like you're oh, getting. Oh, get I mean, a ten.
1: Give me a ten now. Yeah, it's, give it's, me it's, a ten it's now. Painted.
4: It's painted all over the market at a 10 right now. So, like, I mean, you're in a good position if you want to take the Titans. I think, I mean, the the, the market is heavily valuing the Bills at this point. And I, I think to me, look, I, I said it, I think I said it yesterday. The Titans, if they're not running on early downs, they can they can actually move the ball. So I, I think they're a team, they're they're playing a Buffalo Bills team who they're gonna have to keep up with.
1: All right, boys, let's get to Thursday night. It's the marquee game of the week. It's the game I can't wait to watch. Patrick Mahomes hosting Justin Herbert. They've played some classic games over the last couple of years. This line opened at three. It has immediately moved to three and a half. House, I would expect that most people firing in bets are going to have their money on the Kansas City Chiefs after their dominant performance against the Arizona Cardinals. I expect the Chiefs to be a playoff team. I expect the Chargers to be a playoff team. I'll give you the four first, Mr. Haas. Chiefs, well, Chargers, who you got?
3: You know, I'm in this mode here with with the Chiefs where I'm just going to roll with them until they 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 lose and or don't cover. I mean, what what they showed us they came out with uh if you if you could you had in your mind a uh, perspective on how do we want this Chiefs team to look week one and how are they going to address the loss of 10? Well, first of all, they, they they put a 10 on another player, which is absolutely spectacular. My man Pacheco is wearing the 10 out there. So you still see a 10 out there for the Chiefs. But, I mean, they were so dynamic. Um, from the sharp uh, analytical group, Dan Pizzuta did this, you know, 10, 10 sort of points that it, that he saw. One of the things he talked about was the chiefs offense playing from empty, empty backfield. And, and it was an increased percentage and they had this great success. I think, uh, um, there was, I, I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but they had terrific success from empty. They're having, they're showing some new looks. The other thing that, that, you know, you, you can't blitz, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, of course, the stupid Cardinals blitz Mahomes, um, and Mahomes ate, ate them up. But the thing is, the Chargers tend to play the Chiefs tight against the number, so they're they're three and thirteen straight up. And I don't think there's any reason to to think that the Chargers are going to go into Kansas City and beat them on Thursday, especially with the question marks around Keenan Allen and J.C. Jackson. I think I don't know whether either one's already been Allen's ruled out. out. He's they out. ruled
1: Allen out, and okay. they're hopeful to get Jackson back as okay. we tape this here on Tuesday morning. But the Chargers are five and two against
3: the spread over sort of re- recent vintage, uh, and that's with with Herbert. So, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and 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 play the Chiefs. I'm I'm fine with it. It doesn't you know give me palpitations. Uh, the three and a, I wish I had him at the three. The three and a half is fine. Also, um, I, it's just a Chiefs play for me uh, un, un, until
1: uh, proven otherwise. All right, I'm going the other way here, House. I'm taking the Chargers plus the points, and I'm taking the Chargers plus the points because everything you just said about them being spunky in Kansas City and Herbert over the last two years being able to match Patrick Mahomes. Now, not having Keenan Allen is concerning. I think that means you're going to need a lot more out of a guy like Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, you name it. I would prefer J.C. Jackson to be playing in this game. But you saw the Charger defense. That pass rush was getting after Carr last Sunday, whether it was Bosa, whether it was Van Oy, whether it was Khalil Mack. They were getting after it. Carr was off his mark the entire game. Now, I could easily see Kansas City winning this game by a field goal. Like, you want to tell me the Chargers get up to a big lead. Mahomes works his magic. Scores late. and It's either a three or a four-point win. You might be right. But I'm getting three and a half points, Raheem. I'm not passing that up. I'm going with the Chargers. So, house on the Chiefs. I'm on the Chargers. I'll let you break the tie. I'm
4: actually leaning towards the Chargers. I mean, look, uh, look. we came into this year and we said the Chargers were like a Super Bowl contender. And I think they proved it, even without J.C. Jackson. And, obviously, Keenan Island isn't, is not is going to be missing. But, to me, I think, look, the Chiefs still have to prove it to me. I mean, look, they play the Arizona Cardinals team, which... We're really down on. And I mean, it got to the quarterback at some point, like Kyler Murray looked disinterested halfway through the game. So, I mean, honestly, I think you kind of have to wait on this spread. I mean, we're seeing fours in the market pop up. Three and a half just popped up yesterday. So I want to see where this goes, but I think the real interest is on the total. Um, I mean, this total opened 52 and a half. It got pushed up to 54. At some point, like, w- Where's the point to where you say, you know what, this total's too high?
1: Are we already there? I kind of think we're already there. And, and it's crazy to say with those two quarterbacks, because anytime you bet unders in these games, you have egg on your face, you look like an absolute buffoon. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not playing over 54 and a half, fellas. If I, I, and I don't have a particularly strong lead on the total house. I'm, uh, my, my instinct is, this got too high, I'm going under. I like that. And honestly,
3: uh in a d- divisional matchup like this, I thought both um defenses last week looked looked pretty good. I mean, the, the Chiefs um let late score for for the, the Cardinals that's going to sort of skew their their defensive numbers, but they 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 shut down the Cardinals. There was a complete shutdown and shut out, really, uh all the way up until, you know, end of game. The game was 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 well in hand. And, you know, the 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 Raiders hung around uh, you know, they were, they were in, in that game. I mean, they only lost by five points, but the defense for the chargers stepped up and we don't really, to me, I've never really had any concerns or questions about the chargers uh, defense. I mean, the, the the questions are just come down to, do you trust really the decision-making? I still have to get over what Brandon Staley did to this team at the end of last year to keep them out of the playoffs. Um, But you know, I, I'm, 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 I understand where you guys are coming from on the Chargers. I I don't have a a strong argument uh, to the contrary. I think it'll be tight, and and for that reason, the under does feel comfortable. I mean, under 55 feels good to me.
1: Especially if you have a couple of drives, too, that stall out. All it takes is, hey, Staley goes for it on fourth. Boom, don't get points. Bucker ends up kicking a field goal. Bingo.
4: I think the thing that scares me about this over is that when you looked at what these two teams did last year, they scored 62 and 54 points. Yeah. So... You're in a situation to where if one team goes up multiple scores, this is just this is just I mean, it's it's a track meet at some point. So, I mean, I, I think it's interesting and we're seeing I think we're seeing 90 percent of the money on the over. I mean, the high point right now is 54 and a half. I don't really want to get involved, but I, I like it wouldn't surprise me if we saw something come back the other way at some point.
2: When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube. Car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com.
1: Fellas, now it's time. It's Shark Tank. And unfortunately, I can't sell you guys Fortune 500 companies. You know, they, we don't have that here. <laughs> All you have is bets that I've placed on my FanDuel Sportsbook app. Um, and they're in. There's nothing that can be done. But, you know, sometimes in life you want reassurance. House, I need a lot of reassurance in my life. The first bet I made, fellas, fire away. New Orleans, plus the three, Hosting. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We know that Tom Brady, aside from the divisional round two years ago, has not beaten the New Orleans Saints. This line opened Tampa minus three. I scooped New Orleans plus three. That is my first bet of the week. House, yay or nay? Uh, I'm fine with it. I, I don't think I'm going to invest very
3: heavily in this one. We really didn't get to see kind of the full version of, of Tampa Last week, because Dallas is so anemic, like I, 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 I like very much that Tampa handled its business uh, on on defense, but we were so skeptical all preseason of that Dallas offense, and then what we saw was that D- Dallas offense struggle from from you know from kickoff, and the the Tyron Smith injury proved to be uh, you know uh, the disaster that everybody forecasted. No Amari Cooper proved to be the disaster that everybody forecasted. They put Tony Pollard back there in the backfield and every smart uh, uh, props player that I saw out there had Pollard with receptions and, and yardage plays. And then they they had Tony Pollard back there trying to block for, for Dak Prescott and getting his ass handed to him. I mean, if you're not going to use him out of the backfield, and this, again, this goes to Kellen Moore. This goes to first coach to be fired, Mike McCarthy. So I don't think you can draw big conclusions around how good that Tampa defense is. On the other side of it, with New Orleans, it took them a full half to find the offensive rhythm. We were talking about, you know, teams finding uh, some rhythm. Michael Thomas and Jameis didn't get on the same page, really, until the fourth quarter of that game against Atlanta. Um, Kamara's got a a little little bit ding, but the history speaks for itself. The Saints are always up for, for Tampa Bay, getting points for the Saints against Tampa Bay, Never the wrong play. I think you're, you're, you're in decent shape there, JJ. What do you think, Raheem? I, I came into this, and I had this
4: spot circle. And I said, look, I want to take the Saints in week two, knowing what they've done against Tom Brady in this era. I mean, I think they're 4-1 with the only loss coming in the playoffs. And, you know, this, in that playoff game, the Saints were actually driving before, you know, the game-deciding fumble. So they've dominated Tampa in this era. I think the issue I'm having is that in week one, the Saints, their offensive line struggled to protect and their defensive line didn't get the pressure that we typically see this unit get. I mean, they had zero sacks last week. So to me, I mean, the way to beat Brady is to get that pressure up in the middle. So I'm struggling with this. I, I, I may find myself on this game, but I'm still waiting it out, doing a little bit more research just because... Like, I expected a better—I kind of just—I don't know. I I, didn't—I was on the Falcons last week. I felt it was too many points, and I felt like, you know, you had a a brand-new head coach step in. But Tampa didn't impress me the way I thought they would. So, it's just—I mean, excuse me. New Orleans didn't impress me the way I thought they would. But, I mean, Tampa didn't impress me either. I mean, I think that said more about the Cowboys. So, I, I, I'm kind of with you on this one, JJ. So, basically what to-
1: you're telling me is, you guys, lukewarm endorse. You're not all yes. in. You're not Bennett yet, but you're not talking me out of it. So, that's fine. I'll roll with that. Now, the second one, full disclosure. This bet might have been made Sunday night. One too many Konas after the Miami Dolphins won their first game of the year and stuck it to Bill from Los Angeles' New England Patriots who are going to stink this season. But my second bat, screw it, guys. I'm in. Give me the Dolphins plus three and a half against Baltimore. And I understand everything about the Dolphins. Not winning in Baltimore now for over 20-plus years. Kevin Harlan does Dolphin games. They never win. I'm telling you, the Titan game last year, Kevin Harlan did the game. Buffalo two years ago, he did the game. Jacksonville, he did the game. I'm taking all that, and I'm throwing it in the damn garbage because the zero blitz and Lamar Jackson was a thingy last year, Raheem. Lamar did not handle it. The Dolphin defense looked great. I think the Dolphin offense can be even better. And Kyle Fuller is not going to play. He's done for the year. So I know I'm a Dolphin guy. So you guys can say, JJ, stop sipping at Mike McDaniel Kool-Aid. I know you want to be hanging with him and wearing Yeezys and being on the sideline with all the nerds. But Raheem, I'm in on the Dolphins plus three and a half. Am I crazy?
4: You are not crazy. And I, I think I like, look, the first, this is one of the first lines that actually jumped out to me because Baltimore's offense was not good in week one at all. I mean, they out, they got out game by the Jets and that Joe Flacco team. And we all know how bad Joe Flacco is. And you mentioned the zero blitz getting to Lamar. They were the ones who set the blueprint. And then when you add Mike McDaniel, he's really turned this Miami Dolphins offense to something else so I mean obviously you got Tyreek Hill I just think the three and a half points is too much I think Baltimore to me they had 13 first downs last week 274 yards it's just like to me it was just the the explosive plays that really got it done for them so to me I, I I really like Miami in this spot I think the three and a half points is too much I think Miami might even win this on the the money line so I'd probably sprinkle something on that
3: Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna join Raheem here and then you're going to be happy JJ. I just think that this number is too high. I don't understand what the extra point is for. I mean the extra point is for the history of this relationship where where Baltimore um, has has been superior. It's a two and a half point line. I don't it, th- and that would be fine and you know that that would, would be a, a reason perhaps to go ahead and play Baltimore. I don't understand what the extra point is for. It can't be based on what we just saw in week one in this game. I mean, there has been a lot of positive vibrations towards Baltimore coming into the season, including from this guy right here. I mean, I have a Super Bowl ticket on him. All three of us, I think,
1: bet the Ravens in some capacity in futures
3: markets, no doubt. But this is not your grandma's dolphins. I mean, you made the point, JJ. That was a very dynamic offense that I feel like we barely scratched the surface. Like, Tua missed a bunch of opportunities, and I'm not knocking Tua, He's been under duress for his entire professional career. I think he showed up on the football field and was like, I can't believe this. Look at all of what I have in front of me here. The pass that he hit Jalen Waddle on the fourth down was so perfect, so in stride, such a beautiful strike. And that's what I feel like is really the potential of this team. It's that kind of of play and the play calling. And
1: they believe. How about them on fourth and seven, up 10? saying, fuck it, That's we're it. going for it, man. Yes. Like, I, I think about, and I like Brian Flores. I thought he did a good job with the team, all things considered. They sat on the ball last year against New England for three and a half quarters after the defense scored 10 points. This coach says, no, 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 no. We are <laughs> going pedal to the metal. We are going to ram it up Belichick's rear, and I'm going to love every minute of it, man. Like, that was, you don't understand how refreshing that was, fellas. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> So that's good. I mean, go, let, let's go ahead and roll with it.
3: I, so you, we got, you got the endorsement of oh, your team. Boy. Yeah, we, we definitely got to definitely so, roll so with that. So basically
1: what you're telling me is the two of you will be sending me nasty text messages as you watch Tua for four quarters. No, I can fully expect no,
3: that. No, no, no. Uh-uh. This is it's, it's week two. You know what I mean? We could still be gracious and generous. So I'm not dug into to any position yet uh, that, that that that's on this board.
4: Yeah, I I, I, think, I think right now, I mean, it's still early in the week. So, you know, we're filling out our positions. And then obviously, we have later shows in the week. So, we'll have our final cards later on this week. But, I mean, right now, uh, to me, the, the Dolphins look good.
1: Do you each have a lean going
4: into the rest of the week or you're not there yet? I have a, I have a game that I like. So, I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. Obviously, this line opened at plus three. It's down to plus two. There's some two and a halfs in the market. I like them against the Philadelphia Eagles. I think them. what Kevin O'Connell has done to this offense, he's totally turned his offense around. They're passing. They're modern. Like, you saw what Jeff Justin Jefferson did last week. And to me, I have a hot take. The Eagles aren't winning the NFC East.
1: Whoa! Unless-
4: Whoa! They're not winning the NFC East? Unless they fire Jonathan Gannon, they're not one of the NFC East. And the biggest issue you, you see with the Eagles is they
3: their defense is just not good. Um, And I, I it's, think Arvario, it's a concept. Yeah. It's a formation issue, Raheem. And we were there last year, right? Yep.
4: You saw last year. When they played solid to elite quarterbacks, they got dominated. When they played Dak, when they played Mahomes, when they played Justin Herbert, when they played Derek Carr. They got carved up. I mean, and you saw it last week against Jared Goff. Jared Goff is nothing to really be afraid of, but Jared Goff carved up, carved them up. DeAndre Swift ran all over him, and you know our very own Benjamin Solak. He said Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox were two of the worst defensive tackles in rush defense according to EPA per play all week. I mean, if your your top two defensive tackles can't stop the run, you're you're in trouble, and this is not DeAndre Swift. This is, this is um, Dalvin Cook. So it's just like, to me, I think the Eagles, a lot of people are high on them. They're favored to win the division, but I don't think this division is closed yet. I like the Vikings next week. I think they win this well, game. Well, here's outright.
1: my only concern, and everything you said, Raheem, I'm spot on with when it comes to the Eagle defense and what you liked out of Minnesota. Minnesota was very good to me a week ago. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm, they're a team I'm invested in in the future. My only hesitation. House, I think you know where I'm going with this. Kirk <laughs> Cousins in a primetime game, bro. And oh, I know yeah. something. listen, the, the numbers speak for themselves. Cousins in these nighttime, primetime games has been an abomination against the spread. That's why I will that not is- have this as I probably will bet the Vikings Monday night. I, full disclosure, it won't be a contest play because House. I've been burned too many times, bro. I can't do it.
3: I understand exactly where you're coming from. Obviously, I live through this. Uh, the thing that you have to, you know, is that offset by Jalen Hurts continued inaccuracy and by Jonathan Gannon, um, you know, leaving the middle of field wide open for Justin Jefferson? I don't know the answer to that, which is why Minnesota, to me, is a perfect teaser leg. They are going to, I have four teaser legs that I absolutely adore. This week, Minnesota, I'm going to play Minnesota a little bit on the money line, and I, I hope that it uh, Philly money keeps to flow in here, because if, if we can get Minnesota up to two and a half or three, then, then that drives the money line even higher, but I absolutely adore Minnesota this week. I don't understand why the Steelers are getting um, points at, at home. That's another one. They're They're plus one and a half at home against uh, New England. I'm going to play a tease there. I'm also, I can't, that total is 40 and a half. I can't come up with a game script where either one of those teams scores 20 points uh, in the absence of a defensive or special teams kind of touchdown. Um, So I, I, I have some, some feels for playing that Steelers along with driving the total up and then playing, playing the under on that. The Bengals, you can tease, they're sitting at seven and a half. You could tease them down to one and a half. I don't know who's playing quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, but I don't, rush, rush. Baby. I, I mean, I understand <laughs> that, but I, let me repeat myself. I don't know who's playing quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I know they said that man's name and I saw a man out there running around on the on the field in that position on Sunday, but look, the, 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 the Bengals uh, and, and, and Joe Burrow, um, have have some uh bounce back in them. They have nothing but resiliency from what we saw. Seven and a half down to one and a half feels delightful. And then I'm sorry to do this with with, with the Giants, but the Panthers, um, two and a half point underdogs. I could get them all the way up to eight and a half. Oh, I, I mean, love
1: that as a teaser. I leg. love yes. that. I, I love it. To
3: me, I think that's the best
4: teaser leg just because you I'm big on the teasers are correlated with the totals. So you have a low total at 43. So that eight and a half points is worth, is more valuable in that teaser leg with a low total than say like the Minnesota Vikings game. Like that total has been pushed up from 47 all the way up to 51. So in a high scoring game, those points don't mean as much, but I really like that Panthers teaser leg. I think that's, that's probably one of the best teaser
1: legs of the week. You mentioned Raheem, and this is a final note here on East coast bias. You don't like the Eagles to win the division. You know New York. New York has a weekly spot with the Giant quarterback. I just chatted with him a few moments ago. They got a little extra pep in their step. They were down 13-0. They went outright against the Titans. The New York Giants were the team you told me at the beginning of the year, Raheem, was going to win the NFC East. Are you doubling down on that prediction? I think it's them or Washington. I, I, think I was
3: going wh- he hesita- to ask Cal. I'm glad he hesitated. That's, that's my man right there. He. I you might see get it, in on he the Seahawks. One beat, two beats, <laughs> three beats before he jumped in there. I appreciate that,
4: Raheem. Because I, I, to me, I, look, Washington's defense hasn't been great, but Carson Wentz is a wild card. It's it's like he reminds me of Tony Romo. It's like you're going to get something good, you're going to get something bad, but good Wentz. I mean, he he. He's up there with some of the best of them. And you saw what they did with Taylor Heineke last year. I mean, Wentz is a huge upgrade from that. So to me, I think one of those two teams, I'll be looking at futures on them. Obviously, I have the Giants 10 to 1 to win the division. I don't need to add more and get greedy. So, I mean, I got it at a good price, but I, I just think that the Eagles are becoming overvalued right now.
1: House, are you investing in the
3: Seawards to win the division? Absolutely not, under no circumstances <laughs> whatsoever. I'm not going to put my, my hard-earned money... On on uh, Carson Wentz, but I will say it was enlightening. It was thrilling. We had every emotion watching that football game. To Raheem's point, Carson Wentz can make throws that Taylor Heineck. he just can't make. He just can't make the 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 the, the two passes that Jahan Dotson caught touchdown. Speaking of revelations, Jahan Dotson
1: looks like a Chef,
3: stud. Ninny lion. Chef's kiss, but both of those balls were awesome. Both of those Wentz balls were awesome. So you just got to be prepared to live through the the Wentz roller coaster. I think the defense is improved. They had good pressure against Jacksonville. Now the problem is, like, what can I say in terms of conclusions? Watching Jacksonville, that team is is still a team. You know, they lost an entire year last year because of the historically bad. Urban Meyer situation, they're still working their way up. So I'm not going to get too excited, but there's lots to build on, lots to be you know, interested about with this Washington football team. And Brian Robinson, thank God, um, could be playing by week five. The offense is dynamic. And if they can stay healthy on the offensive line, they're going to be in games all season long. So I'm not going to shit talk them, but I'm
1: also not going to bet on them. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> A very spirited, Week two, East Coast bias, fellas. You got your podcast coming up. House Friday with Warren Sharp, Raheem Sunday best bets. I'll be looking for that, Raheem. By the way, how did you do in the circuit contest for Week One?
4: I went four on one last week. So I mean, my only like, what did I have? I had, I had the Ravens, I had Giants, I had yeah the Ravens, the Giants, I had the Browns, the
1: Falcons, and the only loss was the Eagles after blowing a seventeen point lead. I went 3-2 and two because my partner let me go Eagles instead of Chargers. I wanted to do Chargers. Uh, it, it, was, it was the right, was the right play. That. Well, the mistake was the Panthers. I I was dumb enough to let him allow me to go Panthers, which I never wanted to do. But this is why, oh, House, yeah. you don't have a partner for this day next year. You got to go on Wolf. That's it.
3: There you go. Buddy. But, yeah, that,
1: that Eagles
4: 17-point point blown um, cover is why I'm a Die Hard Cowboys fan because I, I can't root for that team
1: at all. <laughs> <laughs> for Joe House? Raheem Palmer, JJ, East Coast Bias Boys signing off. Great work by the Wargon Warrior, as Joe House famously calls our buddy Mike Wargon. I got it right. Proud of myself for that house. We're back next Tuesday. Boys, they got a ton of podcasts coming up. Ringer Gambling. Every day we got something on Ringer Gambling. So check it out. Enjoy the football. Be good, everybody.